0: This thing on? Is this working? Oh my gosh, I think it is. Hello everyone, and thanks for coming by to the live stream. Here we are, it's John Park's Workshop, and I'm fixing things on the fly here because that's not the name of today's show. Today's show is Halloween Prop Tear Down, down, down. There we go. How's that? Uh that should appear on your screens, yeah, almost automatically uh so yeah i had the audio system go completely uh, silent on me right before the show i had to restart the machine and that makes a bunch of stuff unhappy so uh i'm glad it seems to be working now i won't uh i'll try not to curse it by saying it's actually working um but hey thanks uh everyone for stopping by we've got gary t and connor mccarter and shuttle pod one and dave odessa over in the youtube chat thank you for Uh, come on on over and then we got a whole slew of people in our discord chat if you're wondering where that is you can head to the adafruit discord it is uh you can go to adafruit.it discord to get an instant uh link in to uh to join up and then this is the live broadcast chat channel that we're in here uh and i am one of the things i'm testing mostly new Uh, I tested it last night during the live stream for the unboxing is I am running some of my applications in their browser versions today Uh, rather than their standalones based on a suggestion from Todd Kurt. uh, I was running Discord as the standalone app. I was running Slack as the standalone app. I was running Basecamp as the standalone app. And there's a decent possibility that those were uh, causing trouble all being open. So I've... uh, got the browser versions of of those running today instead, and uh, we'll cross fingers. So what else have we got going on? Thanks everyone for stopping by the uh, unboxing for Adabox 20 last night, for those of you who did. Uh, That was a lot of fun to do. If you are curious, you can go back and watch it. We have the live stream archive up on our YouTube. Uh, And if, you are, like most people, you probably haven't gotten your Ada box yet. Uh, those are all um, in process. Either parts are still heading over here to get assembled and boxed up and shipped. Uh, some of them have been put together and we're waiting to ship them. Some of them have been shipped. I uh, show of hands, has anyone gotten theirs yet? I'm curious. I think, uh, I think some maybe have gotten out. Uh, we've probably had some, some real shipping going on for a week or so now. So uh, again, we thank you for your patience with that. It's the world we're living in right now. Uh, and if you, um, if you are patient, I think it'll pay off because it's a really fun Adabox. And there's going to be one in the winter, so if you didn't get involved in this one and you're looking to do Adabox, uh, it's, it's uh, now possible to sign up for Adabox 21, which will be the winter one. Uh, Rich Sad says, it's the worst thing that ever happened to me. Just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. If that is, as as Phil likes to say, if if having a delayed Adabox is really going to cause you a bunch of agita, then uh, you may want to consider pausing your subscription and someone else will be able to jump in on that. Uh, So let's see what else. Uh, I don't have a recap for the product pick of the week show this week because I did not do the product pick of the week show. I was busy uh, with some editing and prepping and stuff for the unboxing. Um, this is what the prior week's one looked like when I did the haptic motor driver. And there's uh, there's plenty more uh, from where that came from. So I have, I have a, a cool product pick lined up for next week. I won't tell you what it is. So that'll be some more um, exercise in patience and anticipation. Uh, and I... I'm sorry I didn't dress up for Halloween today. I did a little bit of dress up last night and then over the past uh, few days uh, as, I, as I filmed and edited the unboxing. So uh, I've got some of my stuff that I used out there. There's that great devil seer uh, mask back there. You can probably see him wearing some glasses. Uh, and this was the very cool, let me get this out, giant head for the uh, to serve man alien. It's a great mask. Uh, right there, so I'm, I'm set if I suddenly have to go uh, let me punch your head out there, buddy if I suddenly have to go and, and be a, an alien somewhere, I'm set look at all the foam they put in the top of this, it rests on top of your head uh, so that it doesn't cave in so uh, that was fun um, what else? I do have one uh, sort of Halloween prop uh, costume themed thing that I'll show during the Circuit Python today, uh, sorry, the the Circuit Python Parsec today, where I uh, I go over some some cool tips and tricks in Circuit Python. Uh, I will mention we've got the jobs board, so anytime you want to go and post for a position, if you're looking to hire someone, or if you are looking to get hired, head on over to Uh All you need is a login. It doesn't cost anything. It's free, and you can post uh, a position. It will be reviewed by. Uh, Phil and Lamore, they'll take a look at it and see if it's uh, if it's a good fit for our audience, and uh, you'll know it's been gone over and, uh, and and should be something that some of our viewers would be interested in. Uh, let's see, what else? So uh, we're going to do a Halloween prop teardown today. That was uh, my sort of, hey, I don't have a real project because we've been consumed by Ada Box stuff where I'm, I'm not building anything from scratch, but... I can take something that someone else built and hack it apart and have a look at it and maybe uh, some considerations for hacking it uh, further or or modifying it if we want. So that should be a lot of fun. And uh, I think we'll get on with it. So, how about uh, time for the CircuitPython Parsec? Let me get prepped and ready. Here we go. All right. Uh, here we go. So let me turn this on so that we have a little idea of what's what we have to look forward to for the CircuitPython parsing today. I wanted to talk about using a microcontroller to control two separate strips or rings of neopixels and as you can see by my code this is a little demo example from my good friend todd kurt todd bot as the internet knows him he shared with this with me and i wanted to share it with you it's perfect for this type of goggles uh, project you can see i've got a couple of prop goggles and i've got a gemma with a little lipo battery it's kind of tucked in there and this is running two uh, 16 NeoPixel strips, I believe it is. Yeah, the code there says 12, but these are actually 16. It's on a different pin. Uh, so, so in fact, let's let's edit that right now, real time. These are on, I believe, D1. Whoops. Oh, I just confused. <laughs> Hold on. I just used a keyboard shortcut by accident. Is that going to happen again? Is it listening? It is. Oh, that's new. My. Um, I can't type one and two. Wirecast is listening to my keyboard shortcuts, even when I'm not on Wirecast. Okay, so I'll be careful with typing. Uh, this, this doesn't, yeah, watch, this'll, this'll break it too, maybe. Yep, and uh, okay, so let's, let's go fix some things. Let's get that out of the way. All right, uh, that looks good. We'll start this from scratch. For the CircuitPython Parsec today, I wanted to talk about controlling a pair of NeoPixel rings from a single microcontroller. So this is a pair of prop goggles that I have and I have two 16 NeoPixel rings. It's being controlled by a Gemma, which is an M0 based microcontroller, and I have a little LiPo battery tucked inside of there. This code from our good friend Toddbot allows us to do a very succinct bit of code that gives us this nice spinning NeoPixel effect on two separate Uh, NeoPixel rings, and you can see they're going in opposite directions. So the key things are we're importing some libraries, board, time, NeoPixel, and random. And then I'm setting up, we're used to setting up a NeoPixel strip. Here we got one called ledsL for left. And the command there is neopixel.neopixel on board D1. 16 is the number of NeoPixels and a base brightness. Then I have a second one. So this one here, ledsR, is NeoPixels on, I've said board D2 here. I think it's actually on D zero. And I've got 16 NeoPixels on that one as well. Then we have a variable called I, which is used to step through each Neopixel. And we have a value to dim each subsequent NeoPixel. So this is what allows us to have this nice sort of glowing trail. Uh, then we have an I color to start with. And then in the main loop we actually have a pair of these uh sort of multi bracketed. It's like a for loop inside of a for loop. And what this does is it says For the left LEDs, we go from zero to uh, a maximum of i, which is our starting variable, minus that dimming by amount. And uh, that is inside of this max loop, so we never go lower than zero. So we start at 255, then we're going to subtract 50 from it, subtract 50 from it, subtract 50 from it uh, for each NeoPixel until we get to zero. We are also iterating through all of the 16 NeoPixels in this case, and then we're doing a slight uh, change in the code here. It says J is the length of the NeoPixel strip, minus I minus one, and that's what allows us to go backwards on that other strip. Iterate through that, change it to whatever the eye color is, which is dimming with each uh, pass through, and then show the NeoPixels. We then pause for a tenth of a second or a hundredth of a second and continue on. And so this is how you can control two separate NeoPixels from a single microcontroller inside of CircuitPython. And that is your CircuitPython Parsec. And a big thank you goes out to Todd for the code on that, my longtime collaborator and friend. He does the coolest stuff, so thanks, Todd. Uh, And thanks for your patience with my Wirecast session. That's a new one on me. I did not, uh, I've never had it. I wonder if there was an update to to the version that I was unaware of, because normally it has to have focus for uh, keyboard shortcuts to do anything. And now it's acting otherwise, so that's pretty bizarre. yeah, these are actually some goggles I had made a couple of years ago. My daughter used them in a prop uh, costume situation. She wore them on top of a steampunk hat. So these are great to put on top of uh, something. Uh, you could even put them on top of our LED glasses if you want. Uh, you can see through, there's a, I can see through that one right there. That's got uh, a little um, lens there. This one has the battery and the microcontroller in the way, so we don't see through that eye. Uh, and I don't really want a lipo right on my eyeball, so better to wear that kind of as a headband, I think. Uh, And also speaking of Halloween blasts from the past, the model that was modeling our delightful goggles is one of my uh, milk jug skulls. So I started with a um, prop skull and then I used a milk jug and a, a heat gun and a wet sponge to melt and conform to that shape, which is a nice way to create some uh, basically free other than your time uh, skulls so you can create a lot of them uh, have a little skull melting party and build up uh, an array of skulls for almost nothing uh, and uh, let's see looking in the chat here we've got some people hey uh, John O says pending is the status of their AdaBox Box 20 uh, got some Beastie Boy fans out there too excellent Let's see. Let me let me pop the Discord on there. What else is going on? I see pictures. What's, uh, ooh, very cute. <laughs> Lots of NeoPixels, guitars, little baby Yodas. What's he called now? Grogu, is that his name? I have not seen the second season of The Mandalorian. I really need to catch up on that. But I think his name is baby Grogu, something like that. Uh, you can tell me in the chat. Who's this Yoda guy? Uh... Yeah, speaking of FFT visualizations, if you see Slappy back there, I think he's hidden in this view, but if I jump over to the uh, main cam view and hide my Discord, you'll see Slappy's back there running. Uh, hey, ho, hey. You can see he's got that nice little uh, sound visualizer running on his, on his glasses there. Uh, all right, well, hey, I think it's time, in fact, to jump on over to the workbench and uh, let's dive into this teardown of a Halloween prop. So, let's see if my camera switcher is still working. I'll jump to that view right there. Yeah, that should do it. There I am. Okay, so you can see well enough. I'll get this off to the side. Uh, So, This is an animated eyeball doorbell. I just bought it. I walked down to a Halloween store. Uh, We actually have those, and uh, it's a year-round Halloween store. But these, you can get them at uh, drug stores, hardware stores. They carry them at the big box hardware stores. I know you can get them online. They usually cost around $15 or so, sometimes a little more, sometimes a little less. Uh, And it is a battery-powered prop doorbell. Check it out. It is uh, animated, and it is visual, and it is loud. So here we go. I'm going to push this to ring. (laughs) Very cool. And you get uh, random phrases. Oh, that's a pretty good you rang. Uh, I haven't played with it long enough to know if they're uh, going to go in an order or if you can get the same one twice or or what the randomness is like. Enter at your own risk. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. So uh, this is meant to go on your door uh, or a wall or a post or something like that. Um, and it's pretty cool. I wanted to get a look inside of it and see what we can see. It has a... Uh, mechanical eyelids that open up when you press it and they have a, a spring return on them that's pretty strong. Uh, so some cam on a motor, I think, is, is uh, involved in pulling that open. And then it's got an uh, eyeball that feels kind of like a large ping pong ball material. It's painted and it has an LED. It always glows the same color. If you look, um, it is a, a bright green. And uh it blows out a bit on the camera here. Uh, I can just for for a moment try to bring down that exposure. So basically just a steady glow uh, from an LED there. Sorry about the camera wiggling. Uh, and let's get to it. So uh, one thing, by the way, I was looking at, there are, there are a few different props like this that have a tryout button uh, at the at the store. And the tryout button is kind of cool because it's usually uh, a little button on a tag hanging off the side that says try me with a wire. And it is plugged into uh, the device with a little uh, like Pico blade connector. And it's meant to be unplugged and not used because there's usually some other way that the thing triggers uh, if it's uh, motion activated or some other button, or if it's on a timer, but they put these little buttons on at the store that are kind of cool. And those look like a neat thing that you could hack with a transistor uh, or a relay to have the the thing go off when you want it to based on some microcontroller-based uh, event, if you want, or other circuit. Uh, but this one has the button right on it. So let's, let's uh, get in here and start uh, poking around and see what's what. So I'm gonna get some uh, cutters, and screwdrivers and things to get in there. There's a big uh, zip tie holding the device to the card. Uh, This, by the way, I looked it up just briefly. GEMMY, uh, sorry, G-E-M-M-Y is the company behind this. They are the ones who uh, came to market with this a number of years ago. Uh, In fact, I'll show you a, uh, a website Uh, dedicated to it, and then I believe there are also knockoffs, but this was the original one uh, according to internet research, Uh, and so this is, if you look up eyeball doorbell, uh, this is a fandom, uh, .fandom jemmy.fandom.com page, and so this talks about the different versions of them, uh, the phrases that are on them. So it says, this series of animated Halloween decorations made from 2015 to the to the present. Uh, they come in different colors, and uh, they have an eye within them, hidden with the eyelid, push button underneath. Uh, and there are some different colors. It tells you what phrases are on them. There are also some other products, such as crystal balls and, and other things that share the same phrases with some of these. Um, and there's a there's a number of designs. So the one I have is their sort of standard one, I think. But then there are some pretty cool other shapes. It's a little Frankenstein one. I've seen that one at Lowe's before. Uh, I didn't get it. Uh, I think that one actually has a cool switch uh, knife switch on it. There's a Ouija board one. Uh, so kind of a cool thing that it that it has this uh, this sort of longevity uh, and has been around uh, for a few years now. And uh, but. Yeah, I didn't find any teardowns or hacks of them online, so I thought that would be fun to to dig into this one. Um, That was, uh, that's in stock. I'm checking my, uh, I've got my Discord on the iPad over here so I can keep up with the conversation. Uh, So first thing we'll do is let's take a look at the battery situation. Uh, Like a lot of these types of uh, gizmos, there's a little Phillips screw to unscrew to get to the battery, A little battery door comes out, and then those some AAA alkalines, three of them. And uh, sometimes it's fun to see what weird brand of uh, cheap alkalines are given to you for free. So these ones, let me try to focus that in. These are called ultra alkaline alkaline and they went with both the K and the C spelling Uh, GFS is the brand Uh, they're not as light as some cheap ones I've I've experienced before but uh, you may want to replace those with some higher quality ones or maybe even some rechargeables uh, or just use those until they run out Uh, but take them out after Halloween if you're not leaving this thing up because these will leak Uh, they love to do that. So now we've got four, uh, let me get a bigger bit on here. We've got four Phillips screws, it looks like, to take apart. Where is my larger Phillips bit? I've lost a large Phillips bit. That's okay. We'll grab a flathead instead. That usually works better on these because these are sort of self-tapping screws that just tap into the plastic um, and they've got some bite on them. Of course you don't want to do this too many times because they won't after a while survive multiple screwings and unscrewings. And, oh, that one doesn't want to come out. Let's try that again. Nice paint job on this. They did like a little uh, metallic or wood grain kind of brush look in a silvery bronze paint. And let's sort of gently tug on that. I do like to use a little spudger to pry those up if I have one on hand. Let's see, I may have brought those inside. No, here's. These uh, iFixit kits, by the way, I have a couple of these now. My mom got me one last year and I've had one that they, they gave me, iFixit gave me it many years ago, Kyle did. Th- thanks, Kyle. Uh, Got a lot of good different little spudgery things that are good for prying up uh, plastic without breaking tabs. Okay, so we've got the speaker on the back, and that's held captive with a couple of screws and some hot glue on the uh, wiring, which is nice. How nice of them to do that? Probably just keep it out of the way of the mechanism. Uh, and there's the battery pack back here and then we've got the guts on this so looks like there's two motors got one here that's on a little belt and pulley uh, and I think that's used with this little um, cam to move the eye side to side so as this goes, it looks like it turns really slowly, but you can see that moving this right here. Let me see if I can get the light in there better. You can see that as I turn that is very slowly moving that eyeball like that side to side. Uh, This other one is what just yanks open and closed the eyelid. So Actually, it it yanks it open, and what it has is a big uh, sort of semicircular cam and a string, and it pulls on both of these to yank the eyeball open and closed. So as those strings pull, you get eyeball open and closed. It pulls both of them at the same time, which is a little hard for me to do with my fingers. Um, and so we'll take a look at how that, how that works. Same sort of thing, there's a little uh, pulley uh, with a belt. If you run across one that's not working, I would say there's a good chance that the uh, belt has gone. So that maybe, if you, if you find one at a thrift store for a buck and it, it doesn't seem to open, that could be worth, worth uh, getting and trying to fix that with a small belt. Uh, let's see, we've got capacitors uh, soldered directly to the motors to prevent all the noise from messing with things. All right, well, let's uh, let's run it a couple times with it open, and then we'll start taking things apart a little further. How about, uh, I'm going to guess there's an epoxy blob hiding whatever microcontroller, if there is one, uh, should be, that's handling the playback of the audio and... Um, motors telling them when to, when to go and light up the LED. Uh, this, by the way, I think is the LED here, this green and white wire. I think the LED is just in the end of the mechanism that tilts this eyeball side to side. So here we go. Getting a little closer. You can see these motors do their thing. Yeah, so interesting, you can see they actually are moving the motor in both directions. Sometimes these things will work, uh, the mechanism will be such that it just spins in one direction and that uh, is handled by the the gearing, but this is spinning one revolution in each direction and then heading back. Uh, The other one for for pulling this, maybe I should, I'm going to detach the... uh, audio how about so one trick in here in these cases is that hot glue usually will come off really easily. easily with a little bit of isopropyl rubbing alcohol Um, I think I have no q-tips in here but I can just use a little tool to drip some on there Um, So that's usually gonna just pop the glue off so you're not picking it off and risking damaging things. So you can see here, see that. Uh, just putting a little hot, uh, alcohol on this little spatula, spudger has loosened it right off of that uh, There you go, look at that, there's there's the hole. Grab that like a surgeon with my forceps. You can see that just popped it right off. Uh, so this, I'm gonna take a picture of this so I can get it back together later. A recommended step if you're pulling stuff apart. Okay, uh, so now I can disconnect the speaker, which will make life a little easier uh, for talking to you and not losing my sanity. Okay, so that little connector right there was the speaker. So now we can press this and get just the motor action and look at that. Okay, so you can see when, our, uh, when we press the button for the eyelids to go, it just pulls it and, and holds it there. Uh, which is impressive, because that's probably drawing quite a bit of current to just hold that thing back like that. Um, I don't see it, like, latching mechanically, so it's just yanking that thing down. And there's a good bit of tension on that, because the springs are pretty strong that it's fighting. Uh, The springs, by the way, are actually these. uh, It's kind of a a coil in the center and straightened legs, kind of like a right in there. You'll see a little metal coil. So that's the spring that wants to push those back. Um, So let's see what else. So yeah, there's the opener. Um, Let's unplug everything, so I'm gonna go at it with some more rubbing alcohol, which is also a mostly electronics-friendly way to, you know, probably gonna ruin anything in there or short it out or anything, just let the rubbing alcohol dry. Uh, So there, yeah, it just pops right off. Uh, so the the orange and gray uh, wired motor goes here on the bottom right. I'm gonna see if I have a um, something that'll make it a little easier to pull that out than fingers. Okay, the Yellow, I'm guessing, is the button. Yeah, so I just tried pressing the button with that yellow wire unplugged, and uh, it will no longer work. So this is the batteries up here. And then at the bottom, we have our eyeball motor that goes side to side. That was a pretty tight fit wiring wise. Okay, now we got the back door off of there. Uh, let's see, further disassembly to get, I just, I'm kind of curious to look at this PCB here. Um, there's one screw here, let's see if that's all that's holding it in place. And uh, good to have a little tray for your, or something to hold your uh, screws while you're doing this. Grab one of these snazzy County Cam parts trays. The door in there. And let's see if that wants to come out yet. It does not. Let's see, I don't think there's screws from the front, so what's holding it? It's possible that, I think this is one piece, I was gonna say it's possible they screwed it and then added a layer that looks like a single piece. All right. Well, there's a, there's a number of these screws that are holding things in mechanically. Let's, uh, let's attack them. Why don't we? Uh, it may be a little tricky to get things back together at the end, but let's go for it. Yeah, so these are these little Phillips uh, screws with, uh, I forget what these are called, uh, with the built-in, essentially a washer, uh, that are being used to hold things down. Uh, someone tell me in the chat if you know, I can never remember. Uh, Toddbot says, huh, quite a lot of hand assembly for something like this. Yeah, this, this uh, machine isn't gonna build this, so someone's doing a lot of hand assembly on the line to make these things. I know there were a lot of shortages of Halloween stuff this year. If you looked at a big box store like Target, they just didn't have much, and it went away pretty quickly. Um, Okay, so if we pull that, it looks like we'll just have to slide it back into that eyeball mechanism. So now we can see what the, that's all that does to, move the eyeballs side to side you can hand actuate that now and you know one of the interesting things with something like this is that you can uh, graft your own motor controller any of the um, uh, like the the motor wing uh, shield or the motor feather wing uh, to drive these DC motors, and you can do, or the Cricket, for example, uh, you can do reversing, uh, forward and reverse on them with uh, with those controller boards. Ooh, uh, a lot of weird grime on that side of it. Gross. It's not. Yeah, I guess that it's probably some grease stripped there, but also just some grime. Um, so let's see about this next guy. Get a little more rubbing alcohol because they. Lobbed on some hot glue there too. Goodbye hot glue. Yeah, you can see here, they've also used some of the hot glue as sort of strain relief on the solder joints, which is smart, just even vibration from shipping on some of these tiny solder joints. Uh, they want to avoid failure there. So this one is going to probably be the trickiest thing to put back together because I think the um, this motor and its cam that are attached by this little string might need to come out as one unit, so I'm not trying to um, re-thread things. So I I can't just pull this motor out here uh, because of its attachment to that string. So it may be time to try to pull the whole eyeball out. So let's take out some of these. Y'all are going to help me get this back together at the end, right? Also, you like me where you go a certain uh, level deep into unscrewing things, thinking I can just remember where those screws go or figure it out later, and then you reach a point where you're like, that's, I'm doomed. And I really wish I had laid out the screws in order. <laughs> okay, so I think that holds the whole eye mechanism, just those two screws, so I don't need to take the eye mechanism any further apart, and now, um, let's see. I'll probably the only issue we'll have is the there was no connector for the LED. It's it's wrapped around this board and and uh, soldered in and hot glued. So let's just take a bunch of things out. We'll take the motor assembly and the eyeball, like so. Let me zoom out just a little bit. Uh, so there's that guy, and there's not an easy way to get the LED out, it's, it's pressed in from the front, and then these wires come down here, wrap around, and they're soldered. So I kind of need now to really figure out how this board is held in, because it is held in place. Uh, these two screws, they're kind of hard to get at, and I think they're holding the button Uh, assembly in place. This is acting like, oh, I see, they hid a screw on me under this hot glue. (laughs) That's all it was. So let's, uh... (laughs) maybe it's time to pull the eyeball out, is an unsettling phrase, you're right. Maybe, pop that off a little blob of hot glue and now we can get the board off. Okay, it was not as, I I outsmarted myself. It was not that tricky. The old screw under the hot glue trick. Works every time, okay, that was one of those. I'm kind of <laughs> keeping the screws in little uh clusters, so I hopefully remember who's who. Doomed okay, so I can leave the button in uh in place there. there's no reason to take that out, but we've just got like a button there, and uh now we can see. What's what on here? So let's get our fullest available zoom. We are at our fullest available zoom. Okay. And what do we see? We got three, four, five unsoldered pads. These seem to probably just be on the ground plane. Yeah, there's there's four unsoldered pads for ground. Uh, We have a microcontroller that's sitting under that blob there. So no real chance of knowing what it is or what it does. And then a bunch of passives. Uh, I'm guessing this is power um, boosting here for whatever it needs. Nothing is marked as far as any functions or anything uh, other than uh, just telling you the components on here, resistor uh, values, and so on. So yeah, your best bet, I think, with with a lot of these, if you want to try to uh, do things to them, is really to um, attack. That button right there. So essentially, put your own uh, transistor or resist or relay in line with what this button was, uh, or, or cut this button out of the system essentially, and then you can um, uh, uh, turn it on and off at, at will. Uh, you're not going to be able to, I know a lot of people ask, oh, I'd like to put my own phrases on here. Uh, if you're going to try f- something like that, you're again essentially going to. Ignore the entire microcontroller board at that point, and instead use something like the Cricut uh, or some of our um, maybe like the Prop Feather, uh, the Prop Maker Feather, which has Featherwing, which has um, you could do Circuit Python MP3 playback, and it has a little amplifier built in, so you could you could uh, run to this this existing speaker that is in here, so you can transplant essentially the brain and use the uh, the mechanism and the motors yourself, drive the two motors. Um, you could drive the LED with some PWM so that it has a little bit more of a trick than, than just turning on, which I think is what this one does. I think this just turns on. Um, let's see, should we, uh, I guess it's always fun to try it out while it's um, unplugged or, or pulled out of the system, so if I can, pull up my photo of what plugs in where. Let's see the mess of my phone. Hey, Lars. Uh, There we go. Uh, We can follow, I've got a little picture here. Follow that to see what's what. Uh, And so that's the orientation of things. LED's already in. Uh, this is the battery power up top. Uh, let's just do that and the... Um, I can just bridge this for the momentary switch uh, rather than connect that because it's it's pretty short and inconvenient. Or, let's see, can we jam a couple of... Let's see if we can jam a couple of uh, wires in in line with that if I have two appropriate not you sorry just sorting through wires on my bench here and these are all none of these are going to work all right hold on okay so I just I'll just uh bridge this. So what we should see here is just the LED go. That is the... Oh, wrong one. There we go. There we go. So there's the LED Doing its thing. Uh, it's a bright one. Pull the eye out of there. So that does its whole timer thing. It would, it would go uh, motor, audio, all that at once. Uh, so let's take a look at this little mechanism a little closer. So Trying to be careful not to ruin it. Uh, I think that just rests there and there inside of the mold of the the plastic. So uh, here's our motor. We can simulate eyeball opening by pulling on those two strings. And then that is our eyeball motion there. Uh, that I won't. I won't run that while it's out because it'll it'll probably do bad things. Let's uh, let's take a look at this one though. If we plug. Who are you? You were, the far one. They even did a bit of color coding. Not perfect, but useful. Uh, so. How was this guy? I think like that. in there like that. So this is what is cammed onto there. So if we, uh, let's see, is this thing ferrous or conductive? Yeah. Yeah, so it does these little kind of half steps and then uh, continues them on for most of them. The first one it goes just a half step and then back, and then other way, and back, other way, ends, and if we hold up the, Ah, there you can see that's how that turns. Pretty cool. Uh, And audio wise, this uh, is our speaker port up here. another go it's quite loud <laughs> I'm impressed by how loud it is uh, and and you can see here it's bolted down uh, really seriously so you get some resonant um, effect too of the of the plastic backing there um, it's probably not anywhere near as loud if you pull that out but uh, Really cool. So let's see if we can get it back together. I'm not going to try to do a a microcontroller hack on this right now. I might try to do that before uh, trick-or-treaters come. Anyone doing any uh, in the chat? Anyone doing any Halloween prop building, uh, decoration, hacking, that kind of stuff? We'd love to hear about it. All right. Let's see. Let's... uh Get this board back in the right way and then uh, proceed with the other parts. Uh, Ham's lab says, right now I'm working on using EL wire to make a lightning effect. If you pair white and blue or white and purple and flash them really fast, white 20 milliseconds, the other one 20 milliseconds, it looks really like lightning. Oh, that's cool. SparkFun has a shield to control eight EL wires and I got a Metro ESP32-S2 from Adafruit and wires, EL wires where I could find them. I'm putting it together after this. Oh, that's very cool. We'd love to see that. Please uh, show those off in the show and tell. All right, so I think this will go in like so. And what's this yellow one? That's the switch. Yeah, we'll leave that like that. All right, I don't know how interested you're seeing in the, in the put back together, but it's at least uh, put some pressure on me. Can I, get, can I get this thing back together? This is why I got into this business in the first place is because I spent a lot of time as a kid basically doing this. Like I'm sure many of you did. taking things apart and then being amazed if they went back together. Those are the wrong screws. I did it already. These are the ones I need. Those could use a smaller screwdriver tip. Interesting, too, they've got a guide, I think, for polarity of the LED on here that's uh, this silk screen. I think that's showing anode and cathode in a way I haven't seen it that sort of circle with the lines in it. Is that what I'm seeing there? Usually you see the circle with one flat side. It's also got the plus and minus on there. Okay, our board is back. Uh, Our switch we can plug in. Uh, Our iMotor goes in like this. I think the trickiest part, if I had to guess for me to get this thing incorrectly, is the um, cam for the eyeball left and right, getting that situated properly. Does this look right? Was this at an angle like that? Is that at all where that was? Uh, yeah it is at a little bit of an angle Okay, so that's held down with one of these here Uh, you know what I should probably put the eye in first and get a sense that it's gonna continue to move as intended Does that look right? Let's see, this string, I think, goes around here. You can see, actually, they may have intended the string to go through the top one to go through there at one point and change their mind. Uh, Looks like it goes through this little valley here Does that seem right? Does that seem plausible? Let's plug it in. So uh, that wire plugs in here. Okay, that's eyeball in place. Seems like things will move. All right, you know what I'll do? I will screw in the uh, eyeball mount and then test that. Michael Lacox says, I remember always taking things apart when I was a kid. I don't think I ever really put them back together then though. <laughs> eh. That's as far as I feel like going. I've seen how it works. okay so let's try to get the motor seated looks clear I'm going to move the LED wire over here a little and let's give it power and test that out so power we really think you were up top Yes, we do. Button is plugged in, let's try it. Good, okay, so it opens and it should close. All right, that's a good sign. We'll go ahead and mount, screw in place that motor. Oh good, Hams Labs said they're going to do show and tell next week. And uh, thank you for Catney for providing info on how to do that. If you ever want to show stuff on our show and tell, just head on over to the Discord live broadcast chat right before the show. And we will drop a link in there. And then you can go into our StreamYard lobby where we stage it. Okay, so time for... This is the one that I said I'm a little nervous about because it's a gamble if I'm actually going to get this in the right starting place. Let's see where the motor was to begin with. Uh, Okay, you know what? It kind of locks when it gets where it wants to go, and I haven't forced it by hand, so I I will put it in that little groove, that's looking plausible to me. Uh, Let's plug that motor in, and we'll test it out. Let's see. I don't have a good way to cut the power if it starts shearing things, so let's just hope for the best. Uh, I will be ready to pop a battery out, how about That's probably the easiest way to interrupt things. Yeah, it's doing it, okay. All right, good. We have it back together, all the hard stuff. So let's just finish that up. Uh, you know, you could also probably do some fun stuff just by interrupting uh, or putting your own um, trigger for it and, and uh, your own audio into the speaker there. If you wanted to have some other phrases or if you wanted to have a live microphone so that you can watch people. I have friends who do this where they watch the trick-or-treaters through a webcam and then say things to them from a, from a, a ghoul on the porch, that kind of thing. Have a little interaction. That can be fun. Uh, and we're just about there. We just have audio plug and to close it up. Usually a good idea to gently close things up so how wires wanna get pinched, especially because I've now gotten rid of all the hot glue that was helping with wire management. So uh, you gotta be a little careful you don't go pinching wires or driving screws through them. Uh, but once that's plausibly in place, uh, I'll turn it over and just test it again. Good fun, this one. Uh, I'll spare you maybe the last uh, wire wrangling that I'm gonna have to do to get that actually sealed up, Uh, because actually I think I wanna mess with it more, so I'm gonna gonna leave that open. Um, But thanks for uh, hanging out for a uh, tear down I think a lot of these Halloween props are pretty interesting uh, lessons in uh, really effective, durable uh, design for mechatronics. So are always worth just learning from, but in this case, we can also, I think, do some, uh, do some modification to it. And uh, let me know if you're interested and I'll, and I'll uh, consider doing a, an extra, uh follow up on this one and and plugging uh at least the motors and and audio into uh one of our one of our driver boards so that we can uh, make it do what we want to do when we want it to do it uh i think that's gonna do it for today so thanks for coming by uh thank you for uh the people who are over in the youtube i see you now thank you uh for hanging out oh i like this uh the uh one of the suggestions is using a uh, egg carton for holding a bunch of screws that's an excellent point in fact, I have a tiny ice cube tray over here that I've often used for that, but it's full of parts right now. Uh, also, someone pointed this out to me. I think Mr. Certainly pointed out, and I've been following uh, this notion. The top of that iFixit um, screwdriver uh, case is a parts tray. So I've got, I've got that now. Actually, now I don't remember what, what those screws are from. Great. Uh, that's going to do it. So happy Halloween, everyone. And I will uh, see you next week for a new product pick of the week on Tuesday and uh, John Park's workshop on Thursday. Uh, That's going to do it. Bye bye, everyone.